Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Peace, everyone, and welcome to the Edible Activist Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa L. Jones, broadcasting live from the lobby of The Line, D.C. This podcast is where dynamic people of color in the food and agricultural space share their personal food journeys, passions, and perspectives that stem from the land, all exemplifying the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. Peace, everyone. This is Melissa L. Jones here on the Edible Activist Podcast. I am broadcasting live from the lobby of The Line DC here on Full Service Radio. Um, I'm really excited to have an awesome friend, food friend, and guest in the studio with me today. And her name is Lena Salazar, who is a Colombian native who resides here in Washington, DC, and is the founder of Live Well. I like that already. I've been liking it because I know her. I know what she does. <laughs> um, Lena coaches women and companies to harness internal tools to experience a mindset shift and how they think about their bodies and well-being, drawing on personal life events associated with bulimia and binge eating, Lena empowers individuals to lead a life led by self-awareness and freedom of choice. Welcome to the show, Lena. Melissa, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Every time I see you, friend. you're so friend. You are, and she's rocking her edible activist tea. Such a supporter. She was a huge supporter of my Kickstarter last year and that whole thing. And look, look, look where we are now, guys. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> so, okay, so here's the rundown from the show. This is going to be a, a short show, but one that's packed with really great contacts. So I'm really excited. So we're going to learn about your Colombian roots, Lena, because yeah. I know that's where you're from, but we never really talked about, mm -hmm. we never dug into like your heritage. So I'm really excited to learn about that and your food journey, what mm -hmm. that was like. We're going to have you define living well, because I'm sure you have a completely different definition of how anybody else would define it, because I feel like a lot of things are relative. We're going to unlock ways to overcome food sanity, which you call food sanity in a program that you created, which is awesome and something that you are putting on right now as we speak. And we're going to learn how to achieve food freedom. Oh, I just feel like I'm out the barrier already. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome again. Welcome again. So um, let's parachute in. Like I said, time is of the essence. So who is Lena? Who are you? Walk us through your heritage growing up in Colombia um, and what that what that scene was like coming up. You know, I, I loved that um, that you're asking that question because it makes me reflect on on my heritage and who I am. I am Lina Salazar, 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 uh, Salazar. what she said. Exactly. A hundred percent Colombian. I was born and raised in, in Bogota, in the capital of Colombia. Uh, but my family, my parents and uh, my, you know, my, my grandparents are from a region of Colombia called Boyacá. 
north of Bogota. And it's a very a rural area, you know, with most most of the people in this region are small uh, farmers and um, and live out from agriculture. Uh, so that's that's what. I, but I was as, I grew up as a city girl. Okay, I grew up as a. City <laughs> so you weren't girl. on the farm. I weren't. You know what? It's <laughs> ironic. Now I'm in this show, right? And I talk about food and stuff. But it's ironic. I was not into farms and like vegetables as I grew up. It's the it's the irony. Um, I actually, you know, because my grandmother, my grandmother and my, my uncles and my dad, they, st they owned farms and owned farms in this region and they grew potatoes and milk cows, um, and sold milk and carrots and they had porks. And I grew up going every weekend, going to the farm and I hated it. I, because it was, you know, it's in the moorland, right? That's, it's very cold and I didn't like getting dirty. <laughs> now I'm fine with it. Little diva. Lena. Uh -huh. I was, I was a city girl. Exactly. I, I wanted only to be at the shopping mall, I guess. And, um, and it's ironic because I look back and I wish I, I had this curiosity for food back then. Right. But that's sort of like a, a, like a summary of where I come from. Yes, there was like there's there's still farms and land and agriculture in, in my family, but I was never into it. What was the food scene like for you in Colombia and the household? Listen, we I don't hear of like Colombian dishes like is. Yeah. Like, what is a Colombian dish? Dish. Yeah. Well, it's like in thing. many countries in Latin America, there's a lot of beans, a lot yeah. of rice, a mm -hmm. lot of corn, right? We don't have this, let's say, sophisticated cuisine like you hear about the Peruvian ceviches okay. and, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but we do have a lot of variety in fruits and vegetables, and there are great chefs doing great work in Colombia in the food scene. Uh, but that's mostly what we ate, like a lot of potatoes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, very indigenous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, mm -hmm. Those are our those are roots. And at home, I mean, I, and I guess as in any country in Latin America, you grow up eating real food. So that's not really a concern. So drinking a lot of fruit juices and there was always, I remember, rice or potatoes, meat or chicken and some vegetables at the table. But I didn't grow up, you know, in the kitchen cooking with my mom, like some <laughs> people who've been on this show or... I didn't grab, I mean, we had... I didn't either. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, they cooked it for me. I just ate. Uh, there was, yes, a culture about... There is a culture of, like, sitting at the table, which is a habit that I love and I still have. Sitting at the table and, and just, like, enjoying food and talking about your day, your life. And that still happens. Every time I go to Colombia, that's, like like sacred, like, okay, lunch is served, everyone comes to the table. So that's sort of like how I grew up around food and sort of like the, how we live food in my family. When did, I know you, um, as I mentioned um, during the intro, um, you've had one of the many reasons why you started Live Well, which we'll dig into in just a moment, was because some of the, because of some of the health challenges that you faced and it wasn't health challenges in the sense of you were eating foods that were unhealthy or, or maybe so but it was more so a, a physical image and yeah. wanting to look a certain way and you know not looking great on the outside because you have all these wonderful achievements and you've traveled the world and you yeah. lived in other countries and you studied international development but you weren't well on the inside mm -hmm. so what were some of those challenges and when did food, real food, quote unquote, real food begin to play a role yeah. in all of this? 
I love that because we've talked about this and yes. it was actually one of the stories that we posted on your Instagram profile like two years yes, ago. Yes, yes. And it was a great reflection. It was like, you know, my story with food, it's not about how much I love food and my grandmother made pasta and I was like mm -hmm. standing next to her. It was that <laughs> I hated food. I resented food because it was something I wanted to eat a lot of. But at the same time, I, I couldn't stop eating it. And it was making me quote unquote fat or and that was that meant I was undesirable or defective in, in a Colombian society that's obsessed with beauty and thinness so so it was this tension with food right and that's that's one of the reasons why I developed an eating disorder at age maybe like 12 or 13 wow. bulimia binge eating food obsessive obsessiveness um over exercising etc but sort of like I and I became this is important I became vegetarian in 2008 not because of health reasons because I got more curious about where my food came from okay so that's important to mention sort of like my food journey because as that curiosity evolved or got stronger it became key in my recovery from an eating disorder because wow. it wasn't when I it was when I started so like working on myself and this and the recovery process that I started more got, getting more interested in sort of like the impact of processed, highly processed foods on my brain chemistry. It's not only the psychology of eating, right? It's also the chemistry. Yes. So I started like getting more curious, like, okay, these foods do this to me. Uh, what's behind them? Who produces them? Where do they come from? And that's, the, I just opened a door into food systems, food policy, um, agriculture, sustainability, right? Farmers, farming. And, and I just got, I just fell in love with it. I loved it. Uh, and that's why I say that my interest and curiosity to learn where my, my food come from comes from. So like was a key piece of the puzzle of my recovery, right? Wow. Because now I just aim, it's my intention, it's my value yeah. to eat real food. Doesn't mean that I don't eat ice cream or right. pizza. Or right. It's not, it's not, it's a name. It's an intention. It's my values. So it's, it's more out of self-care, not like following a rule. Yeah. Right. So that's how, sort of like my relationship with food evolved and this curiosity to know where my food comes from. So like it was key to my recovery. That's amazing. That's amazing. How do you define living well? Oh, which I just love the name of your platform and I love it. It's a motto. <laughs> it's so many things. I love that you say that because so when I Google live well, there's like all these insurance companies and gyms <laughs> and diet clubs. And I'm like, God, really? not insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, there's like something, something health company, whatever, live yeah. well. And they have all these ugly websites. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> did I pick the right name? But live well for me and this this notion has evolved with the years it's sort of like it's founded in three basic concepts one is awareness self-knowledge like knowledge of yourself and willingness or willingness to improve or curiosity um, and once you put all these pieces together or develop these skills and become good at them you are able to make wiser choices that benefit or for the sake of the well-being of your mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. So live well, it's not, it's more like a state that you experience right. once all of these things are aligned. So, and it, it doesn't mean that you're not 
you don't have bad moments or that you don't face because we're human exactly we're human and that life happens right all the time all the time life happened to me a few minutes before the podcast and (laughs) lena helped me I was mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Life happens. So it's more like, okay, but once we sort of like know, develop this awareness, know yourself and the willingness to improve and to keep growing and, and exploring, then it's easier to make wiser decisions. And this may sound very untangible. It only makes sense once you start living it. Once you start living, once you start living exactly. it. Exactly. Once you start living Li- well. Living exactly. well. I love that. And it, you know, it reminds me of, I remember when I had Dr. Amin in the studio, who is an amazing um, rice farmer out in Tacoma Park, Maryland, holistic doctor. And one of the things that he said, and I had him def- define disease for me, and he said, it's stuck energy. Mm-hmm. And it's also mm-hmm. like, uh, and don't, if I screw this up, y'all don't come after me. But he also mentioned <laughs> about things being a posture. And so with you and just you know looking at your work and because you have years of of studying all Mm -hmm. of this even before you came into the space as a health coach and it is your belief and I truly believe this too and this was on the same um in alignment with what Dr. Amin was saying it has to be a mind shift yeah yeah before anything can really change that's what it is about so you see how if you look at i mean we're immersed in diet culture and obsessed about Mm -hmm. thinness and the obesity epidemic and stuff and that is very much focused on the behavior right it's it's sort of like the end or the tangible or the visible uh, um, uh, yeah the visible part of of your actions right what Mm -hmm. you can see uh, but we we are what we believe in. We are our habits, and our habits are like are a result or a product of our beliefs, our core beliefs, our our ideas, Absolutely. the things that it's uh, our paradigms, right? The things that are the bedrock of how we see our the foundation, world. Exactly. exactly. So so what I the, for example, just like to bring it up, the, the work that I do with my clients and that I experience myself was not like how do I get more willpower to do these things or how do I transform my behaviors? Like why don't I just like like take a step back and go to how do I change the way I see things? And mm. and so like debunk myths and yeah. deconstruct old beliefs, outdated beliefs about fat, about perfection, about body, about life and your values. How do you like make a shift, a mindset yeah. shift? And it's natural that your behaviors will change oh and it's goodness. easier. Right? I remember. So um, really quick, this is Melissa L. Jones here with the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the lobby of the line DC um, here on Full Service Radio. And I have the lovely pleasure of having my food friend, <laughs> Lena Salazar. She says it better than me because in her the cutest Colombian voice, <laughs> I swear, I just love it, who is the founder of this wonderful platform called Live, Living Well. And she is a health coach. And the amazing thing about her story is that, you know, you 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 had challenges and bouts with bulimia and just your physical appearance and just being immersed in diet culture and needing mm-hmm. to look a certain way. And although, you know, you grew up in a country where your family had farms and, you yeah. know, they grew food like that really wasn't necessarily you, but you used your challenges to now help women yeah and and I'm sure other people you know everyone is as much as you can and so um, we're talking about like 
needing to shift your mind before anything else can shift. And I remember our conversations, we're going to take a break in just a moment, but I remember you and I having a conversation about just until you feel comfortable with yourself, regardless mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of which, how you're shaped. And cause I tell you this one thing, listen, I get in no two piece and I'm okay with that. All right. <laughs> I say I will wear a one piece for the rest of my life. I don't look right in a two piece and I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with my one piece. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but just, uh, and once you're comfortable and your mind, your mind shift, sh- shifts, your mind shifts, let me rephrase that. You know, you would be amazed by what is attracted to you mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the internal is glowing. Yeah. It has to do also with, I mean, that's why this work is not about the food. Yeah. The, the, your problems with food are not exclusively about the food. Yeah. It's a piece of the puzzle, Absolutely. but it's not exclusively. It's also, it, which is a work that, I, work that I did about dealing with, in my case, was resentment toward mm, myself, towards yeah. people who were, you know, like came into my life at certain points of my life. And that, it was just like something just like felt lighter inside. Yeah. Um, And my energy changed. Oh, I love it. Her energy changed. All right, guys, we need to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Perfect Day, produced by Artists Authentic. For more of Authentic's work, visit allornothingstudios.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Melissa L. Jones here on the Edible Activist Podcast, broadcasting live from the lobby of the line, D.C., here on Full Service Radio with my amazing friend and guest, Lena Salazar, who is the founder and creator of Live Well. I just um, noticed I said Living Well before, but Live Well, that's the name of her platform, but we are talking about Living Well, so it mm-hmm. all comes into play. So um, we just left off on some really great conversations, getting to know Lena, um, her work in, you know, helping women um, just feel good about themselves and not feel guilty about, you know, what they're eating and, you know, shifting your mindset and doing that internal work mm-hmm. so you can glow and so your energy can change. And once you make that internal shift, then you start to make other decisions that are really reflective of the values that you, you know, start to not start to believe in, but ones that you 
have taken on. Correct. So, which I think is just very powerful. So um, you have this program which is so dynamic and I'm still I'm starting to learn more about it and I've been sharing it called Food Sanity, right? Did I get yes, that right? Yes, you got it right. Talk to us a bit more about that. So I've been working with women individually, but I think now I got to a point in which I wanted to to touch more women, let's say, work more with more women and also leverage the power of the community. Um, and that's why I recently launched the Food Sanity program, which starts April 30th. Um, it's a, an eight-week group coaching program, a small, intimate um, for women. And what we do is like each week we have a theme, we have a module, right now take home exercise, etc. but the sessions are led by me. And the goal is to go over sort of like what I consider the key foundations of how you make peace with food and your body yes. and to achieve what I call food sanity, right? Yeah. It's just like living well at the end. Yes. And uh, it's like not fighting calories, not fighting food, not fighting your weight and, and just enjoying food, finding joy and freedom in food. So that's what the program is, is about. And I'm excited. We have, you know, we already have a good group of women um, and I cannot wait to do this. And what something that's very important is that I launched the program in English and Spanish. Yes. You know, which was the, it's this year. My goal is to every co- all of the content that I'm putting out there is in English and Spanish. It is. And I just and rave. It's important. Let me put, I just rave. I always rave about Lena's marketing materials because it's so fresh, <laughs> it's so clean. And I get her newsletters. I just saw an email from you this I morning. I got one. Got one this and morning. You get the English version and then you get the Spanish. The Spanish and I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I absolutely it's, do. It's important. I'm Colombian. Yes, you're I'm Col- Colombian. <laughs> so, and I, I need to be loyal to, to my heritage. And because. Yes. I the Isha, Latins or Hispanic women think about these things. It it's different. It's different than how American women think about it. Yeah. So that's why I felt the need to to just like put it out there in Spanish as well. And Absolutely. it's something that I'm gonna continue doing. And here's the thing: your platform and live well and foods. It's for women of all. For any woman. Yeah. And it doesn't matter your shape, your no, size, exactly. like because. You and you can attest to this, like, you know, every not everyone, but the the skinny woman can be, can feel mm-hmm, very guilty mm-hmm. and can be obsessed with because you were working out for four hours at a time. You, I yeah. read, you know, and it's an obsessed with diet and it's so easy to become mm-hmm. obsessed. But, you know, oh, I ate this. I felt bad. I remember talking to you about my own, you know, diet. Yeah. You know, I feel you bad when I do this is stress eating is real, mm-hmm. you know, but I, that's the one thing that I it's not just for any particular size. No. Again, and, that, and I, I love that you highlight that because there are many preconceptions yes. of what who these pro, these type of work yes, is for. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that the craziness around food and the food insanity doesn't discriminate. Right. It doesn't matter what shape you are, what color you are, what mm-hmm. flavor you are. I it, like what flavor yeah, you what are. What flavor you are. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor am yeah. I? Oh, mocha. But you're spicy. I'm you're spicy. spicy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a mocha spice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I love it doesn't that. discriminate, right? Because people, people think like, oh, if she's very skinny, then she's anorexic. You can be like fat, like what you see, like someone who you would consider, again, quote unquote, overweight right. and be anorexic Absolutely. So, or be or feel insane around food. So it doesn't have to do with size, color, shape, anything. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, this program is open to anyone. For now, women, 
men keep asking like what about men and i'm like well <laughs> maybe in the future for now that's good that they're asking they are, uh, listen they they have these issues too there's like it's just like a lot of taboo around it there is taboo around it and that's yeah. actually that is i'm glad that you know just, uh, men are asking you yeah. because that just lets you know the world know and the audience know that like you said men do have these issues yeah. it's not just a woman thing because we it's easily look at men like oh thing. they can just go to the gym they can eat whatever no. they're fine you know and that's they 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 have self-esteem issues too they have it's about confidence it's how you feel, how you it's, feel. it's how your mind feels how your soul your emotions so it's it's important it's it important is. and it's it's getting more and more relevant so i want to leave i want to um leave you with this last question and as um another really great food friend um tambra ray stevenson um mm-hmm. of i am yeah. wanda and um, native soul and she her, had, yeah. yeah she's just awesome and just doing so much mm-hmm. she talks a lot about plate values and what your plate should reflect and i just think every time she mentions it it's just a powerful statement mm-hmm. and what is your belief around the food that we put on our plate and the values that the food should represent or reflect. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think that, you know, we talk about the broken food system. If <laughs> all of our food was aligned with our values, we would probably fix a good part of the food's broken Ooh. food system for sh- without a doubt. Tweet, and this tweet. goes to... T- <laughs> That's a post. Write it down. And and what that goes to the consumer education part, which for me is very important in my work. I just do it at the end Mm -hmm. so it doesn't become another rule, right? It's like once you you are you go through the diet mindset detox, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you sort of like change your paradigm, your mindset, then you can um absorb nutrition information and nutrition education and use it as a tool for self care. Wow. and health yes. not as another rule to punish or guilt so so that's why i believe consumer education is so important because the more we know and the more we learn about how where our food comes from who produced it etc the wiser choices we will make Absolutely. because it becomes our value well i'll tell you one thing when i started watching documentaries around food you didn't have to beat me with a bat no exactly. i was like <laughs> i got it <laughs> and it will be and if you don't do it you it will be in your hard yeah. right it's your choice it's your choice, it's your choice. and There's you decide stage. what your values are but i do believe that i played it's definitely a reflection of our values i i agree with you yeah well lena our time is short because you have stuff to do but I got this stuff is to do, this was juicy I'm so and glad this was juicy <laughs> i love it like a big fat grapefruit <laughs> <laughs> which I love and I could use right now. Yeah. Lena, where can people find you? Great. So people can find me on my website. It's livewellway.com okay. uh, or Instagram. That's where I'm the most active at live.well.way. Um, I'm not active on Facebook, so That's don't okay. look for me there because That's I okay. don't do anything on Facebook. That's okay. Um, and please sign up for my newsletter yes. every two weeks. Short reflections. I call them reflections for mindset shift, right? No spammy, no nope. two weeks, juicy, short um, to produce this mindset shift that I'm talking and about. The, the one thing I like about your newsletters, it's the real you. Like when you get a newsletter from Lena, yeah. it's like... Lena, like she's giving you true, raw, personal, very authentic, 
and it's just beautiful so refreshing to see that thank you i love to hear that yeah so um and i just posted so you can go to my post and follow her follow lena and get into this food sanity program you know if you know someone who can benefit from it Definitely. You got two spots left. Two spots all. left. All right, y'all. So you Don't still have no time, <laughs> but we start April 30th. So hurry up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All <laughs> right. So we're going to do a quick rapid fire. Are you ready for me, Lena? I am ready. Okay. <clears throat> so what is your favorite leafy green? My li- So lately, you know these <laughs> mini kale, like they look like kale sprouts? Yes. They are incredible. You put them in the oven with olive oil, sea salt, <gasps> pepper, and they're these crunchy little beautiful things oh my god they are delicious calettes or kale sprouts they are t- they look oh like tiny goodness. kales and you just drizzle a little something olive on oil it. in the oven and just like even 10 minutes it's and they crunchy delicious i like a crunchy green man yeah me too me salt. too oh my gosh yeah okay, i gotta try that sweet spicy sour or salty what's uh, that flavor girl that's hard that's <laughs> hard because I, I i'll let you pick two Sweet and salty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my breakfasts are always oatmeal with bananas, and mm. so that's I'm all, I always wake up with like mm, sweetness and yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. That used to be my staple breakfast. Oh, I it love used, it. And then I went to the overnight oats, which was yeah, too that far that off. as well in the yeah. summer. That's what I do. Mm. It's delicious. I'm, and you know, I need to start. And I just said I told myself I said Melissa bite because I make my own cashew milk. Uh huh. And yes. I, I haven't made it in easy. a while. It's so easy, but I'm about to start back. Okay. What is your favorite fruit? It's you know it's. Sadly, it's a page called Rey Negro, Black King. Okay. That they produce. Can you repeat that again? Black King. Black King? But how do you say say it in Espanol? Rey, which means king. Okay. Negro, black. Black, right. Uh Uh-huh. Black King. It's a page that it's only, I don't know if it's only produced in in Boyacá, the region where my family is from. But you don't get them very often, but they are the smell, the texture, they are I very... I just like the name Oh, of my it. God. They are delicious. Oh delicious. God. So that's my favorite fruit, which I eat like every so five years. So I got to go to Colombia <laughs> to get that. Yes. Colombia's on my list. So we're going to go. Yeah. We're going to have Black King. Black King. All right. Oh, mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. What's cooking in your pot these days? Literally. Literally. So <clears throat> let's see. I... I am making these easy that my mom taught me, actually. It's an asparagus soup, but the base is just like onions, chopped onions, tons of olive oil, good mm, olive oil. Good olive not, not crappy olive not oil. Not crappy olive oil. Because it ain't oil. all made the same, y'all. They, exactly. I'm to tell you. Good extra virgin olive oil. I roast the asparagus a little bit, and um, I use vegetable broth, sea salt, pepper, garlic as well and you just like let that that sound on the stove for a little bit and then you you uh, blend it and it's delicious oh my god it's easy it's also so easy it's easy it's also so easy are you gonna um do a recipe book you need to do a recipe no pressure (laughs) no pressure my husband's gonna laugh at that and if your mom these are sea salts olive oil sea salt pepper and that stuff's are my king no i'm just saying listen some some people just don't know. Some people need a book with Joe, those simple are you ingredients. That? Are yes, you that? yeah, she's going to create a book. <laughs> Seriously though, if your mom is, te- come on, let's keep let's keep these traditions alive. Right. Whatever she teaches you, man, just we, we got to like, keep it alive. True. Last question: What is one way someone can channel their inner edible activism? Oh God. Listen, going to farmer's market, it's very important mm. that you connect with food and it's fun and it's delicious and you see the colors, just cooking. And also 
if if that doesn't work for you then educate yourself be yeah. curious and listen to a podcast you know there are many your podcast mm -hmm. uh, launch agenda they're mm -hmm. like great podcasts to be curious mm -hmm. or if you want to go further like I do with because it's something I love I am a member of the board of community Foodworks, she is which is a great organization that, that mm -hmm. operates farmers markets in DC and Ward 7 and 8 where they are much needed mm -hmm. so that's those are like a few of the things that you could do if you want to be an edible activist awesome I like that and she's an edible activist <laughs> she has yes. shirt on hashtag guys. edible activist yes hashtag hashtag <laughs> Lena it's been a pleasure thank you so much I you, love being here oh my gosh you are a doll and I just appreciate having you as a food friend in this space very supportive I love what you do keep rocking it you are amazing so and hopefully we can have you back I, I would love that <laughs> like I'm the same to you I yes. admire you great work and keep doing it yeah thank let's you. go for it thank you all right folks so time's up and thank you everyone for tuning in we're here live on full service radio every Wednesday at 11 a.m. and you can access each episode after it airs on iTunes and Spotify you can also catch today's show on fullserviceradio.org which is also home to some dope podcasters including myself but we also got some other dope podcasters in the building so check out fullserviceradio.org you can also follow me i am now food talks in color guys i recently changed the name from food talks dc um still got love for dc but you know this platform is bigger than any city zip mm -hmm. code area and region so but we're still going to use food talks dc you know as we um as i continue to create more content in the dc area so but food talks in color that's food talks the letter in color c-o-l-o-r all right guys new name yep so i'm on instagram facebook and twitter are you an edible activist i'm sure you are come join me on the show i would love to feature you just shoot me a dm on instagram thanks and have a wonderful day peace